All right. Uh, okay, I was going to start with just a couple of things, kind of tagging off before I enter into the word, tagging off what Peter talked about. Just a couple things I wanted to highlight that he mentioned. So part of the reason why we totally changed the structure of Twin Cities Project is because Peter and I graduated in 2011, and we saw a lot of people who we walked through life with in Camps Outreach really struggle after they graduated. And um, I think we, as time has gone on, um, and we've seen people walk away from the Lord, some come back, some not, I think we've seen that a big need of Campus Outreach is to help students learn what it looks like to walk with the Lord faithfully outside of Campus Outreach, because it looks so different. But it's good, and it's healthy. And so... um, I think one thing I just want to encourage you guys is that like God's plan for growth is through the church and not college ministry. So there's hope. There's so much hope, but it just looks different. And I think there's uh, one of the biggest ways that you'll see it looks different is intentionality. And in that I think Peter mentioned this, like you're not going to have paid ministers to, or missionaries to like think for your thing, but think for your growth. But that you have to put the time in and the effort and the work that it takes to walk with the Lord faithfully. And so that's what we're hoping for this summer, is that you guys would see what it looks like. Um, um, and just like how good small groups can be. I think in a lot of ways, the intentionality that we've seen as we've led a Bethlehem small group in people, the growth that we've seen is really sweet and that the Lord really blesses um, small group community. So we're excited about it. Um, the other thing I was going to say is um, another way that... Um, we really want that we think the Lord's going to work in the community this year is through accountability and those break-off times. And so we just really want to encourage you um, to be open and honest about your sin, that we have nothing to hide. I think in that humility and the honesty, Christ is bigger. And so um, in our small group, you're going to hear the raw of the raw in our marriage, in our life, because we want you to see that, like, this side of college ministry doesn't mean that perfection comes, or this side of training, or even being on staff for this long, but actually, like, it's, we see greater sin. We see more, um, more sin than we did in college, I think, um, and how do you walk through and apply the gospel to that outside of college, and then the last thing I was just going to say to you is missions outside of college is slow. It is so slow. We have lived in our house for two years. And we still haven't been invited in for a meal from our neighbors, even though we have spent countless time with them in the front yard, talking with them, our kids play together, Peter's trying to get time to go to hockey game, and it's, it's just really slow. But take part. There, it, it does happen. I think you just, it looks very different from college, where you can walk into a dorm and just blurt out your faith. That might burn some bridges if you're living next to them, because you don't know their history, and they're not just going like, to tell you what the religious history is. Um, so just expect that this summer, like, that's why the missional hangouts aren't going to be like a gospel presentation. But rather, we just want to show you that a lot of times being around gospel community and Christian community is more of a testimony than, I mean, eventually, yes, the spoken word to happen, but I think it takes time and time again of putting yourself around people, inviting them into your life. And that's what's going to open the doors for the gospel. So that, okay, now I'm going to actually go on what I was supposed to talk about. Um, other thing I'm passionate about is the word. And so that is why I'm up here. I was just telling Peter about stuff I was like thinking about this week, not even related to Twin Cities Project. And he was like, you know, I think you should do the Bible talk because apparently you've got some thoughts. So um, I believe that this 
This, along with Sunday corporate worship, small group, and, and studying your Bible are three factors that the Lord really uses for you to grow in your walk with Christ. And so that's what we're focusing on this summer, is we want to dig into Ephesians. We're not just going to breeze by it, but we want to learn how to dig into the Word for ourselves and memorize and meditate, and because this is what sustains you in the working world. 40 hours by yourself. You're not going to be in Christian community for most jobs. You're not going to be around believers, and even when you are, and you can ask Peter being on staff, still, like, he still has to walk, he still has to study the word because it's not perfect, and sin um, permeates everything. So um, growing, a big factor of growing Christ in the working world is by digging in the word. So we're going to do that a lot. We're going to really emphasize the Sunday worship small group and personal study Bible. Um, we, like I said earlier, we really see a trend of students who struggle to attach to local church after they get out of campus outreach or college ministries in general because it looks different. Um, I think that there is um, a, some lies that come in for people who are single and don't have families that there's not really a place for them in the church. And so they don't, they're hesitant to join small groups. They're hesitant to because they're just looking for their friends to um, kind of fill that need. But outside of college, there's really a need to dig into the local church and to find the community for you. I think a couple places that people go wrong in studying the word, um, I think they neglect time in the word because of demands at work and hours. All of a sudden, you can't stay up till one or two in the morning for most jobs. And you are up and you have to be up by six every morning and you get home late and you're tired Work just, it takes it out of you. And the thought of getting up early or getting the word at night or even finding time at work, it, it's hard to find. And so I think people let it slip because they're tired. I think the other biggest mistake that people make is they make articles, podcasts, sermons, commentaries, topical Bible studies, books written by solid Christian authors as their primary interaction with God's word. And they don't study the scriptures for themselves. And so what happens is when you are taking this stuff, and there's definitely a place for that stuff. I'm not saying there's not. I love me some podcasts. I could give you my favorite ones. But if that is all that I'm taking in, it's, it ends up being like a snack where it meets the itch, and yet I'm not fed. And pretty quickly, my mind and my heart are tempted to wander, and I'm not walking the Lord. Whereas if I'm taking the scripture myself, there is, it is more uh, ingrained in my heart. Uh, there's a couple of verses I want to look at um, off of that. Can someone look up Hebrews 4, 12 through 13? And then the other one's going to be 2 Peter 1, 16 through 21. Any takers for those? 2 Peter. Okay. Yeah, 1, 16 through 21. And then who wants to take the Hebrews 4? You can. Great. What were the verses? Tw uh, Hebrews 4, 12, and 13. Why don't you go ahead and start that one? For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So we want to interact with God's word in a one-on-one in -on -one basis that will 
allow that soul-piercing, sin-exposing power of the word. And that's not, that promise is not from teachings of man. That's from engaging with the word. And so that's one of the reasons why we're going to enter in there. Let's do Second Peter. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we are eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was born to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven. For we were with him on the holy mountain, and we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention, as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So Peter is basically saying here that the Bible is a more sure testimony than Peter's own eyewitness of God speaking over Jesus that he was his son. The Bible was a truer testimony. So that means, I mean, that's an eyewitness. And these... Christian teachings and podcasts have is not even an eyewitness, so that it can't even fall in the same category. Um, but that's what the word has for us, um, so that's why we're we're going to study it. And so, we just really want to encourage you to study Ephesians because when we talk for that one hour a week, it will fall flat if people are not putting the time to get in the word. And so, we want to get time with each other studying the word, but we also want to individually learn what it looks like to dig in the word. Um, and um, and like I said, other supplements, those things are great. And I think that there's definitely a place for them. But when your time shortens and you're exhausted, if you're going to pick one thing, pick the word. Don't pick a podcast. Don't pick a sermon. Don't pick a commentary. Pick the word. Because in the word is life and uh, not other things. So that's what we can say. Is Christy coming up next? What? Or anyone have any questions or anything? And each, so just to go through it, so each of the week, each day has a section of Ephesians on it. And every week we will go through the, so for like this week, we'll go through what we started on Saturday, today through Thursday. That's what we're going to be going over that week. And then the next week, it'll be whatever it is from Friday to Thursday. So you can just expect that, that that's going to be the chunk. So we probably won't highlight what chunks we're going to go through. And then there's a couple weeks where we don't have small group. So it'll be a bigger chunk that we're, like, talking through. In our small group, we're going to do what's called the Swedish method, um, where you're going to come with a I, – I can't remember things. It's either. an observation, a question, and yeah, or an application. So come with a thought, a question you had, or an application. And that's what we're going to base our conversation off of. Um, I'm not sure what the certain group um, and the poly's group are doing. Um, but that'll give you an idea. So it's really fueled by like what you're getting, what you're studying in the Word. Um, in the packet, I did list some resources on there for studying the Word. Um, but they're not supplementary in the sense that they're not extra, but they're all just to help dive into the Word deeper. So there's like Blue Letter Bible on there which I'm sure everyone knows, and then there's a couple others uh, that I refer to. Um, you want to talk about your markup? Yeah, okay. So have you, has any of you guys heard of a, the precept studies? So in the, there's like, when I study, when I study a, a book of the Bible, 
I like to mark your pieces. So that's why we gave you it in a double-spaced form so that you wouldn't have to mark up your Bible that you study. And so there's these, these precept study that gives out these um, helpful markers that you can go through and use to highlight that up. And basically what it helps you do is see patterns, themes, and slows you down. Um, and so at the beginning of each week, so on when I start a passage, this actual passage tomorrow, that's the first thing I do is I just start marking it up. And then, I, then I'll start a smaller section. So we'll send those out to you if you guys are interested in that. You don't have to use it, but if you would find it helpful, um, I think it's a tool that um, just really helps slow you down and pulls out things that I wouldn't necessarily see if I was just reading it on.